Hey guys, I'm Katie. And I'm Alexis, and this is the Check Your Aesthetic Podcast. Hey. I knew you were going to do that. We are recording in person again. This time we've decided to nix the table and we're on the couch. Um, we be tired. I think this is the peak recording experience, sitting on the couch. I've never recorded on the couch before. I always record at the table because I don't want our guests to be like, why is she laying down? <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm always like at my desk. And actually, I have the like most uncomfortable office chair I think anyone has ever had because I went for style over comfort, which is probably one of my stupider decisions. Um, but yeah, I'm really liking the couch experience. It's nice. Yeah, actually, so Emma Chamberlain, um, I think she records all of her podcast episodes like laying down in her bed. At least oh I know that God. she like used to, which... She has, like, a handheld mic, and Alexis and I don't have handheld mics. We have, like, mics that stand up on our on their own, mm-hmm. but that would be a convincing reason to get a handheld. We are we have a guest on. We're, like, laying, fully we're reclined in our bed, in our pajamas. Horizontal. We're like, what in the hell <laughs> is going on? Um, but we've already talked all about being together in person. I'm trying to think of what else has literally happened. I mean, we went to the lake for a couple days. Yeah, I would like to hear your rating on the Southern Lake experience. I loved it. It was great. Um, it honestly... I think <laughs> Katie and I have talked about this quite a bit, both when she came to Vermont and especially when I've come here, but, like, we act like we live on, like, different planets. Literally. I'm like, like have you ever heard of this have before? You, have <laughs> you gone to the store before? Yeah. And you're like, I'm like, uh, yep. Um, yeah. But, no, it's, like, I think that it's very funny with the lake because it just feels like Vermont just hotter. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. very similar to Vermont lake house vibes or like new hampshire or like Mm -hmm. massachusetts it's like literally all the same it's just like hotter and there's potentially the chance of an alligator which is not the case um obviously in new england but it was really fun um it was really relaxing and i think that it was honestly like i mean you and i obviously talked it wasn't like we were just like silent next to each other but i think that we had our phones, but, like, personally, I didn't have any service, and, like, to be able to, like, not really look at my phone as much as I do on a daily basis was really nice. Yeah, so. I just actually sat there listening to the, mu- like, music mm-hmm. and, like, not really doing much else, because yeah. I brought my Kindle, and, like, it was dead immediately. <laughs> and um, you didn't even like, when you could read, you didn't No, I didn't like even it. like the book that I was reading, which I think I can get into it. I know that I'll like it. It's Beach Read by Emily Henry, which I know that I will like it, but currently I don't, um, because I'm, like, three pages in. And I have such an issue, like, getting into books. I always start books, and then I'm, like, bored, and then I don't want to, like, keep reading them, but then if I kept reading them, then I would like them. Get into it, yeah. And I think the perfect example is I just read The Perfect Marriage, which, spoiler alert, if you have not read that book and want to, skip forward. Because I'm about to spoil the entire thing. So, it's basically, if you've read it, um, or if you don't want to read it, it's about this man who gets um, convicted, or who gets, not he doesn't, he does get convicted, but um, he gets accused of murdering his mistress. So, he is at his lake house with his mistress, and wakes up, and he, like, leaves, and he's like, okay, bye. Um, They find her dead. So, in the bed. That they were, like, in together. Mm -hmm. So, the whole time you're thinking, is it him? Is it these other people they've thrown in there? His wife is defending him. She's his defense attorney, which is really illegal, but not in this book. Um, But she's his defense attorney. You find out at the end, it's the wife. She called the mistress. 
But before I found that out, every single minute up to when I found that out, I was like, I don't like this book and I don't want to keep reading it. When I found that out, I was like, I want to reread this entire book mm. to see what I missed. Mm-hmm. So. Like the little hints and stuff? Yes, because I'm like, there had to be some. Because like, usually I'm really good at guessing the ending of things. Yeah. But this one, I was like, I just don't know where they're going. I'm bored. Like, I don't know where they're going right. with this. You know? You would like, I, I know I've talked about it on the podcast, but that, that, um... Mischief and Mayhem or mm-hmm. whatever book, the, the one with the blue cover. You would like that book, then if you like that kind of storyline. Yeah, I do. I, I, I was, I wasn't obsessed with that book until literally the end, whenever I started yeah. to really like it. But I think if I gave Be Treat a chance, I would like it. I liked People We Meet on Vacation, which mm-hmm. is one of her other books. And then she has a new one, um, Book Lovers, which I haven't read that either. But I really need to get into a book. I haven't been reading recently as much as I wanted to. And I had a goal for... Um, 2022 to read 10 books and I've read seven so it's pretty good I can certainly do yeah, it if I keep reading already like only we're only in June um yeah. but yeah so Katie and I Katie mastered the grill last night oh my god I ever. did I um, I grilled us burgers were they good yep. what's your rating yeah they were pretty good they were delicious um we made well I heated mac and Alexis cheese Alexis microwaved some mac and cheese I microwaved mac and cheese um we got Crumble. We got we watermelon. We had this bag salad that literally tasted like Chicken. air. <laughs> it's from what was it from Target? Target yeah. yeah, it was like this avocado salad, and it literally it didn't taste bad. It just was like didn't it taste like, like it nothing. Just like paper. Anyways, yeah. it was a good time. I loved it. Yeah, um, I always love going to the lake. I feel like it's just like anytime I'm by the water, I am like content to just sit and like literally listen to music. I got a, this new speaker, which I'd like to put oh, everyone yeah. on. It's my weekly wreck. Um, I'll let you give your weekly rec as well. Oh God, it's the right JBL now. Clip 4. I know that because it's what it was called on my Bluetooth. And it's this speaker and it has like basically like a carabiner kind of like built into it. So you can like clip it. I had it literally clipped onto my bathing suit while I was like walking around. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just very portable, but it's pretty loud. Yeah, it's um, pretty loud. And we were just like playing it while we were like cooking, while we were outside. Um, I was playing it while I was grilling because I'm literally a freaking grill master, like just absolutely like absolutely slaying slaying on the grill um so that's my weekly rack it's very cute it's like gray but it has like pink and orange and blue like details yep which you know it's all in the details for me it's all in the colors it's all about the vibes um Mm -hmm. so that's actually my weekly rack alexis if you have a weekly rack yeah i was just trying to think of one since you sprang that so abruptly on me um i got actually um it's a really cute packaging and it's from Ulta I went like right before I went to come here um I wanted to get some like travel size shampoo Mm -hmm. and I got um I was just like walking through Ulta and I already had some like old from like you know like when you get stuff from like hotels and stuff but I wanted something that was like more personalized and there's this brand called Skip but the I what is that an italic an italic you know like on the it's like the asterisks, asterisks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the I as an asterisk. So it's skip. And right now, I don't know if this is just because of it is June, but on their Instagram it says skip the hate. I don't know if that is their tagline or if hmm. that is because pride. Um, but it's like reusable. I don't know if it's reusable. It's like recyclable packaging. Their packaging is so cute. Everyone go look on their Instagram at like SK asterisk P. It should pop up. Um, or maybe skip the hand. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. There's We're not Instagram, having success, but that's yeah, all right. Instagram is kind of hard to find. <laughs> um, But uh, it's like they have a shampoo, they have a conditioner, they have a body wash, and they have a lotion. 
And I kind of, sometimes, like, I really love being, like, sustainable um, and, like, good using products that are good for the environment. But a lot of the time when I find those products, they smell like doo poo poo <laughs> And I don't <laughs> like it. Like, it's not good. Um, especially, like, No Hate Vermont, but a lot of Vermont products, like, either smell... like dirt. Yeah. Like, they either smell like straight up maple and it's, like, gags me, or they smell like really bad. So I was very pleasantly surprised. I was taking like a huge risk bringing these here. I had never, I didn't even open up the bottle. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh God, like what if I'd smell like doo-doo poo-poo for the next week visiting Katie? Um, But I've been very pleasantly surprised with the scent. And also like, I don't know, the my hair is like so finicky and I feel like my hair has actually done really well with the shampoo and the conditioner. Um, I will say the lotion is, like, a little thin. I like, like, a thicker lotion. But anyways, that's Yeah, my... with their packaging, it seems like it wouldn't really... It's, like, a milk carton kind of thing. Yeah. So, it seems like lotion, if it was thick, it wouldn't It really wouldn't work. really come out, yeah. But, amazing. I love not telling Alexis we're doing weekly recs and bringing them on her. Sorry. But, I guess we should just go ahead and start talking about what this episode's actually about. So, we were brainstorming using our big, big, big brains at the lake, and we decided we wanted to talk about the art and science of creativity, um, I feel like we've talked about the art of creativity a ton on this podcast. Only talk about that. <laughs> yeah, and we have not talked much about, like, the science of it. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, Alexis and I both have, like, different experiences. Kind of. Yeah, we definitely have different perspectives on this kind of situation because I'm coming at it as a social media manager and Alexis is coming at it kind of from a different like lens. Like a business like, product kind of sense. Yeah, so I guess just to set the foundation for me as a social media manager most of what I learned in my classes as well as what I've learned from my own experience is the art of social media and social media I'm just talking about it as like a creative career so the art of all of this stuff the art of social media is your content needs to look good your content needs to be pretty it needs to be presented well it needs to look attractive your photos need to be high quality they need to be good obviously any media that you're putting out needs to look attractive for it to convert Mm -hmm. but if you pay all your attention to that pay all your attention to having an aesthetic feed having things look nice having your colors look great and you ignore the science behind all of it you're gonna be in a bad place business wise Right. Um, so that's kind of like where I'm coming at it from. And then Alexis, if you want to kind of like give a little intro. Yeah. Um, so really the concept that we talk about pretty much daily at SCAD is design thinking. Um, and that really, I mean, it's kind of, kind of explains itself, but it's really about thinking critically about your designs. And it's not just like Katie said, it's not about, this is more of like a product sense or like a marketing piece sense but it's you're not just trying to create something that is like the prettiest option or the most aesthetic or the coolest option or whatever it's something that's going to drive sales or drive um engagement or whatever you want to have happen um and it's really about like testing that within the market and Mm -hmm. knowing your consumer and knowing the market in general um and not just focusing on kind of um i guess you could say subjective opinions yeah and going off of that I think where all of this goes down to is knowing your customer because there are genuinely some products or like marketing decisions where you should focus like hardly at all on what things look like right. because your consumer does not care but right. if you're selling to somebody like me or Alexis Such is a man a man do not care exactly <laughs> but if you're selling to me or Alexis 
your stuff better look good or we're not buying it. And right. if your stuff looks good, we're more inclined to buy it. Such as the carton. Exactly. Like, stuff I bought the it shampoo it and conditioner. Yeah. Exactly. So I think this comes into play, this whole concept in packaging design. This comes into play in any sort of marketing thing that you're preparing. This comes into play in social media. Um, this comes into play in a lot of different ways. But my experience has been I definitely started out my career or my I guess it's not technically my career because it was stuff that I was doing in college. But when I started out on social, I was 150% concerned with how things looked. I Mm -hmm. thought that that was like the key to success. And I will say there was a time where that kind of worked. Yeah. Where that kind of worked. And I thought like all I had to do was make things look good. I had to make a feed that looked good. And that's what was going to draw people in and get me a follow. Now, granted, I was running my sorority social media. So my purpose was really different. But when you're thinking about this in the terms of like a business or any sort of like marketing decision that you're making, being creative and having the eye for design and knowing what looks good and creating things that look good are just the first step. Mm -hmm. And actually thinking of the science and the numbers behind that is really important too. And when you're talking about the science and the numbers in social media, obviously that's things like metrics and conversions and website clicks and things like that. All of those metrics that you're able to gather and Mm -hmm. then turn into like analyze them and turn into like decision-making factors. But, um, at the center of all that really is like, what do you want your customers to do? What kind of customers do you want to attract? Like, what are you going for? Is the the creative aspect of your business, the posts that you're designing, the packaging that you're designing, mm-hmm. the emails that you're sending out, like the way that they look and things like that, is that doing its job? And I also think like going off of that, I also think that sometimes I know that I've stopped this. I've heard you stop like, or you say this is like, don't not post something that could be successful because it doesn't fit in your feed. Exactly. Like, you don't want... That's when it's almost like the design is... Like, the design and the aesthetic is almost, like, hurting you. Exactly. Because, like, you should... The the best case to be in is where, like, you have this, like, symbiotic, like, nice balance between the two where, like, you are focusing on the analytics. You're focusing on, like, what drives sales or drives, Mm -hmm. like, website clicks or views or whatever. But then you're also thinking about the more creative, like, aesthetic side of it. But you really don't want to... Because you could also go the opposite sense of, like, you're only looking at the numbers and then your page looks like literal, like, crap. Yeah, like garbage. And then, and then the, that's going to hurt your numbers. It exactly. really is, like, it balances each other. Exactly. And I think what you learn in every marketing class you ever take is customer first, customer first, customer first. And that's where you have to go when you're thinking about, like, creative pieces because... And we're talking, we're not talking about if you're a hobby artist, like we're not, like, yeah, or like no, somebody not who's not, like this is talking about the art and science behind creativity for business, right? behind the creative parts of your business. Right. And I think a lot of the people listening, because I know this because Alexis and I are the same way, lead with that creativity. That's what brings the passion for us. That's right. what we actually like. That's why we've landed in these careers. Right. We like either graphic design or art right. or... Well, I also think that like we started... As those, like, kind of hobby, like, the only, the only factor that we really were thinking about was the aesthetic. Yes. Like, we weren't, at the beginning, especially when we weren't selling anything. We weren't selling anything, literally. We only were trying to make, like, a cute feed and have cute posts. And so then, like, 
it very is very easy to kind of fall into that like oh well everything has to like match up perfectly or like even on eat smarter like i accidentally i've been trying to do like a um like a graphic post photo post graphic post photo post and i accidentally posted a video and didn't put it like i put a reel up and i didn't put a because i've been like putting like you know covers on mm-hmm. it so it'll be like a looking graphic so it'll still still fit with the feed i forgot to do that and it messed up my feed, and I literally considered deleting it, and mm-hmm. it got, like, 24,000 views, and I was mm-hmm. like, if I had deleted that, like, what the hell? Like, yeah. that would have been yeah. so stupid, so. Yeah, and I think starting out in that way and being creative-minded, it can be really easy to start with that. Start with, I want to make a graphic that looks like this, or I need something in my feed that looks like this, mm-hmm. or something like that, rather than starting with, like, the value of whatever you're putting out. Exactly. And obviously we talk a lot about social media on this podcast because that is both of our jobs currently, but my like career. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where we kind of started this entire thing. But this really goes for anything. Like if you start designing your packaging for a product um, and you start thinking like, what are the cutest colors that I like right now? Mm -hmm. Or what is the cutest, what is the most trending design right now? Or what Mm -hmm. is the, you know, the the most unique thing that we can come up with? But then you're not thinking about your customer. Imagine that your your ideal client is like a 45-year-old woman who has like three kids. She's not going to be concerned if you have the trendiest packaging. She's going to be concerned if your shit works. Right, exactly. And so I want to talk about, I mean, I I mentioned it earlier, but like really the concept of design thinking. And we kind of talked about this, I believe, in the episode with Elaine, and we talked about the concept of affinitization. Um, Very big word, very big kind of concept, but really it's just the concept or practice of getting data points for your designs or for whatever, and then kind of putting them together to make sense, really. So a good practice, and you could do this if you're a social media manager, you could do this um, if you're a small business owner, if you're an artist or whatever. Really, what I have felt or I have seen as the best um, gauge of how your product or your service is doing in the market is to go ask people. Mm -hmm. And, like, don't go ask your mom because she's going to be like, honey, I love it. It is the best thing to ever exist. Go ask, like, your – the girl at McDonald's. Like, hey, Mm -hmm. what do you think of this? You are, like, kind of – don't say, like, you're in my target market. But, like, hey, what do you think? I know that's so scary and, like, weird and awkward. If you are on a college campus – that is the best place to be yes. because people are expecting you to talk to them and like be kind of awkward. Um, but you could even ask like your friends or friends of friends. That's what I would do all the time when I had like when I was selling products, I would send them not to my friends because I knew that they would be nice to me. But I'd say, hey, send this to your friends and tell them to tell me like what they think of it. Um, but really with SCAD, that's a lot of what we do is like talking to randos and trying to get a gauge of like am I liking this mm-hmm. and only basing this also off of what I like because I think I'm my target market you are not always your target market Mm-mm. like even if you like your product and you would use your product that does not mean that you are exactly your target market exactly. you could definitely be like there could definitely be other markets that you are reaching that is not you um so really Go out, go listen to people, what are they saying, and then kind of find the commonalities between that and add that in to your process of creativity so that you're basing your designs, you're basing 
um, your products, your services, whatever you're doing on fact, not just exactly. on opinion. And that I think helps a lot with the idea of like creative block because as somebody who, yes. when you make creativity a part of your career or your entire career, depending on, obviously when people are like graphic designers, that's, you know, you are leaning more on the creativity side, but still those decisions should be based in, yeah. in science and there is a science to it. But when you make creativity your career, it can be really easy to literally run out of ideas it feels like or just get like really yep. bad creative block and but if it's your job you can't really stop so right. using the science behind things gives you like data that helps you make decisions that not only make sense but that also then inspire you mm -hmm. um so like for social media I think like a good example of this is looking at your last month of posts like this is an example of like the science behind creativity looking at the last your last month of posts looking at what performed the best and then analyzing why and using that to guide creating more In the future. yeah creating more things because there is a chance that sometimes the reason that something performed well is cuz it was pretty right it definitely has something to do with it on social media nobody's right. sharing ugly things right um it's just thinking about the all of the elements of something, is it the content? Is it the way that you presented it? Is it the format? Does, mm -hmm. you know, does your audience respond really well to infographics? Maybe they hate them. Maybe they really like reels. Mm -hmm. And kind of thinking about the science behind your process rather than just what can I do to make something look the prettiest. And that's something right. that I've struggled with with clients before is there will be clients that um, I have had and I'm sure will, you know, struggle with this in the future that because this was really like a trend a couple of years ago, they're worried about how their feed will look together. They're worried mm -hmm. about what a feed's going to look like. Not saying you shouldn't be concerned at all. It would be dumb to just completely Slap ignore it. Up there, yeah. But they're, that's their chief concern. And you kind of have to explain sometimes you're not going to have, you know, graphic picture, graphic picture, graphic picture because you have things you want to present in a certain way that need to be posted on a certain day. Right. Um, or maybe your audience does not respond well to graphics and you need to do more photos, even though creatively you might think that that looks better. Um, right. You just kind of are using the data from what you've seen works well to actually have the social media do its job rather than just be a pretty thing for you or your client or your audience to look at. Right. And I think that that kind of like, I, I like that how you said that a lot. I think that it almost kind of, distinguishes kind of like a hobby business versus or not a hobby business but like a personal page mm -hmm. versus a business page I guess would be a better way to say it like I for example I barely post on my personal personal account but like the one from Vermont but let's use that as an example like let's say actually pictures of me and Austin get a lot of good like traction but Austin does not like taking pictures. I have mm -hmm. like eight and we've been together for nine years. So I'm not going to be able to post those very often. I'm mm -hmm. going to post a picture of me and my dog or my cat or my brother. Mm -hmm. And those aren't going to get as many views or likes. But I'm not going to like go make Austin take a picture with me because it's not going to like... It doesn't I, matter. I, yeah, it doesn't matter. But when I have a business, I'm going to go more with, like, what's going to actually be beneficial for me mm -hmm. rather than doing, like, what I want to do personally. Exactly. And one of the main things I've learned in my classes is we've talked about it on this podcast before, but, like, having content formulas, having content right. pillars and things like that to guide you so you're not just deciding, like, this picture from Pinterest looks good next yeah. to everything in my feed, so I'm just going to post this. 
And you see that a lot, and I'm guilty of it too, but you see that a lot where people are just posting what they call, like, quote, filler on social media. Yeah, and that, I feel like, was, like, a big trend. Oh, it was a a huge trend, and it's big with influencers. And now that's kind of dipping into a different thing. You're not a business, but then again, you kind of are. And when you're posting filler... You're completely ignoring the science behind everything, Mm -hmm. and you'll see it's going to hurt your analytics because you have these random things that people aren't engaging with because why would they? Because it's a random photo from Pinterest that they've probably seen before. Not saying if you're posting filler that, like, you're stupid and you're not good at social media, but what I'm saying is, in my opinion, it's better to post nothing than to post filler Mm. Um, just because you... The science is the strategy. You have to have a strategy behind everything to actually make it do what you want it to right, do. And it's also just the concept of like quantity or quality over quantity. Exactly. Like you don't want to just be posting to post. And like if you if if filler is like what you want to post and like that is like let's say you want to curate on your Instagram a feed that looks very um effortless mm-hmm. and like um uh, non-calculated then if you want to post a filler picture, just have, you have to have the forethought to be like, this picture's probably not going to get that many engagements, but oh well. Like, just know that beforehand. Exactly. And I think when we're talking about all of this, it's important to remember that the, we're like, we're kind of saying like, start with whatever, start like, you know, start with the science, start with the science, start with the science. That's not always how your brain is going to work. Right. There's a lot of times when you're going to have these creative ideas and like, just be so excited about them and want to like go for them. But that's when it's important to take a step back and add that kind of like science in. Mm -hmm. So let's say that you run a product-based business. You have this idea right when you're falling asleep and you're like, this is the best idea I've ever had. And I have to do this right now. Wake up the next morning, instead of just being like, let me mobilize and let me order 30 of this yeah. product that I just came up with, Yep. think about it for a little bit. Yep. Think about your ideal client. Think about your ideal customer. I think that's something that in a smaller business, because it's just yourself or just you and like the bare minimum people that you need, maybe somebody handling finances, somebody handling like, yeah. you know, the workload or whatever, helping with that, somebody helping you package or whatever in the product-based business example you don't have somebody who's there to be like, and this would be kind of the job of like a marketing manager right? to be like, hey, let's actually think about if this Before decision, just like, but, yeah, let's check this against our ideal client, yeah. see if this is something that they would buy, something that they would care about. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's actually a really good point because when we're talking about design thinking in SCAD, we're really never talking about it in the context of a small business owner who's by themselves. Mm-hmm. We're always talking about it in like the context of like either a creative direction team or a marketing team, a social team, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you have all of these different opinions. You have all these different perspectives that are like, hey, what if we did this? Maybe mm-hmm. I know this market really well and they're not going to like this or they'll like this better. And like you really have all of those um, like references I guess or like points of view whereas when you're a small business owner it literally is just yourself and that is something like I will call out myself I'll be the first one like I totally made decisions that was like I like this let's do it tomorrow exactly like it's not like hey make let's take a step back and think about it and not saying like oh you're 1 a.m. idea is stupid and isn't gonna work it very well well might and some of the best ideas happen like when you're not trying to think of something Mm -hmm. but definitely I think Katie and I both can have 
um, give the advice of like taking a step back exactly. and getting a, another opinion of someone that isn't going to initially just or instantly agree with you because yes. that is just, um, you know, when you are asking your mom or exactly. your best friend who isn't very business minded, they're going to say yes. Exactly. You know? And I think something that this might be a hot take. But I think that the difference between these ideas that kind of fade into nothing and don't succeed and these ideas that are literally groundbreaking things like iPhone and things like that is adding the science behind these ideas. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not ignoring the creativity because people are drawn to things that are pretty. People are drawn to things that are made functionally. People are drawn to things that are, you know, I mean, yeah, innovative iPhone, ideas. Like exactly. Um, like I think iPhone's a fantastic example. If that idea wouldn't have been worked on and perfected and you know run past all of these kinds of people then it wouldn't have been what it is today and I think it's in a world with like instant gratification it can be really easy to just put something on social media put something on Etsy let it go but I think if you're really really trying to build something you have to have that science behind it and you have to have that um, research to back it and yes. I think like the whole point of what we're saying here is just to take the time to do take that rather bit. than to just kind of go with what your first idea is and I also think that this comes into play with I think another example to kind of illustrate it is art and pricing your art because you hear let's say you're like an artist like you paint I think something that I hear a lot from artists that they struggle with is how to price something that's like out of your creative brain mm-hmm. you know like yeah. I don't want to charge this much for something because like you know whatever or like kind of like the price of creativity and that's right. where that science comes in too yeah those the kind of questions you would ask there is like how much is my target willing to pay for this right um you know what's feasible to them what how much value do they see in something like this mm-hmm. and I think kind of losing the idea of like definitely understanding your worth in the sense of your target and I'm this is not me telling you to underprice this is more me telling you to overprice yourself (laughs) but it's that's another thing where you have to take something that you know it might just be your creative hobby if you want to monetize it you have to you know have the science behind it don't just sell your art for what the materials cost oh god you know like you need to you need to price it to whatever makes sense for your target but that's where that science kind of comes in and you just can't ignore that if you want to build something into an actual business yeah and I was also thinking like previously when we were talking about like people kind of uh, like like jumping the gun I also think that like in our like you said the in our day and age of like the instant gratification Mm -hmm. I also think that like all of these like very helpful useful tools for small business owners can also be kind of like a negative Mm -hmm. because when you're I mean negative if you're dumb like me but like if you get an idea you can literally google it Mm -hmm. and be like how to make a phone case and like you know like um what is it drop shipping or whatever Mm -hmm. and like you can literally make it within like five minutes and sell it and sell it and like that just like and if you if you have done that and have had like great success I am so happy for you and like so proud of you that is amazing but like I I had shit luck with that. Exactly. Like, that was not great. And so, I think, like, really just taking the time and, like, I also know that with a small, being a small business owner, there is that anxiety of, like, I'm going to miss out on this. I need to get on this so quickly because this trend or whatever is going to die out. It is 
more, uh, it is a better financial decision for you. It is a better business decision for you to take a little bit of time and really think about, is this going to be beneficial for my business before you jump in and drop a bunch of money on something that you don't know will work? Yeah. And if you don't own a business and you're listening to this, um, in literally any career, they will expect you to come in with the art and science on your mind. Oh, yeah. They will expect you, especially if you're in, like, a marketing role or, like, like a, a social media management role. Too. Yeah, they're expecting you to come in thinking, obviously, they don't want their stuff to look like garbage, but they every single time you present something to a CEO or to your boss, they're going to ask you, okay, looks pretty great, easy, Yeah. you know, check. Yeah. What's the thought behind this? What's this trying to, like, what's the purpose of this? And for me, for each social media post that I create for myself and for clients, I'm thinking, what's the purpose behind this one? Yes. Am I trying to sell something or right. am I trying to educate or am I trying right. to, you know, what am I trying to do? Um, and that also helps you that later you can see, you can look back at this post and be like, okay, this super salesy one didn't really do too well. Let's yeah. try that in a different way. Yeah. Or this educational content, they're not responding to this. So maybe yeah. they don't come to me for that. Maybe we pivot and we don't do that again. Yeah. Um, and adding that in is going to kind of help you understand like what you should be doing and what you quote shouldn't be doing and of course all of this comes with like a grain of salt like don't not make stuff you love because people don't like it that's not what we're saying it's just in business and especially if you have a career working for somebody else that's just something that they're like literally going to expect from you right yeah no definitely okay should we go ahead and get into random questions yeah okay this was kind of a shorter episode guys we're sorry we're not boring you for an hour this time. Um, <laughs> okay, so our first random question is favorite beach slash lake activity. Can you tell? Alexis came up with this one. She was feeling very inspired from her day on the lake. Reading. <laughs> all I read okay. all the time. She, yeah. I was literally sitting there like, I want to talk, but she's reading. Um, but Alexis just read the entire time. Mine is swimming. If there is water, I would like to be swimming in it. I only swam once this time or twice. Did I swim twice? I swam twice. Um, cause I don't really like swimming alone and Alexis has an ear infection and could not swim with me. Well, I don't have an ear infection. I have an ear disease. Okay. So she has an ear disease. Sorry. I might have to get surgery. Mm. Um, so she, anyway, to make a long story short, she could not swim, but I love to swim, especially in the ocean, but the lake is also fun. It's just... It's a little questionable sometimes. Um, okay. Okay. So the next random question, I like this one. Alexis did not. She was shitting on it earlier. Is, I thought it was boring. It's not boring. What is a skill that you wish you had but you don't? Do you even have an answer? Um, the only one that I could think of was I wish I knew how to, like, shut up. Because... <laughs> Like, I, if there's, like, a secret, I can't keep it. Me too, but I only have to tell one person, and then I'm okay. Like, I tell my mom. No, and if it's, like, if it's, like, a very, like, dire secret, like, I won't tell, like, I'm okay. But, like, Christmas presents. Mm Mm-hmm. Me too. They will know beforehand. Like, birthday presents. Like, um, if there's, like, a surprise party, I won't tell the person, but I will tell everyone else. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah, and I just, like, can't, I, like, truly cannot shut up. Yeah. And, like, keep it to myself. And, like, if something happened at, like, I mean, I don't work any, I mean, I do have a job, but back when I would, like, work at a place, like, physically, like, I'd come home and immediately have to tell Austin about, like, every drama thing that happened ever. Same. Yeah. I also like, love having, like, valuable information to tell people. I yeah. love being, like, the one to tell yeah. somebody something. Yeah. I'm like, I'll tell them. Right. I just love it. It's, exactly. It's probably some sort of, like, something weird going weird. on in my brain. 
with like some sort of neurological issue. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, I was thinking very differently on this one. I would really like to be like really good at a sport. Oh. Um, I would, the first one that comes to mind is volleyball, but I would like to have like a sport hobby that I'm really good at. Mm. Um, And I would also love to be able to paint faces. Oh. Like I would like to, like Cora is so good at painting faces. Like not, I wouldn't want to make it a business, but I would just like right, to be talented at painting. Like, I would like something to, somebody to look at something oh, that I did and be like, like paint. Whoa. Oh, I thought you meant, like, literally paint on people's faces. No, no, no. I, mean, I thought you meant, like, paint face, portraits. Because I, I can, like, okay, yeah, I'm not yeah. good at painting other things, but, like, right. I'm, that's, painting a portrait, like, painting facial mm-hmm. features is something that I could not be worse at. Yeah. Other things, like, I'm not good at it, like, right. painting, like, landscapes or anything, but, like, uh-huh. I'm, it's not offensively bad, but. All right. Painting a face um, is hard. One skill, actually, that I used to not have, and now I do have, that during quarantine, Austin and our friend Nate forced me to learn how to do, is catch a ball. I literally had, like, never really official, like, I, I, I like, I mean, like, I went to, like, gym class, but, oh like, I, like, was horrible at catching a ball, so they just decided during quarantine that I, because, like, Nate basically lived with us, but, um... They decided that they were going to teach me how to catch a ball during quarantine. And so they would just chuck, like, balls at me so that I'd learn how to catch them. And I'm, like, good at catching a ball now. Oh, my God. I definitely knew how to do that growing up because I grew up well, with you brothers, brothers who played baseball. Yeah. Um, I did not have a brother till 23. And I definitely played – I played volleyball, but I'm not very good at it. I would just like to have, like, a hobby that I'm just really good at. I don't have any that I'm really good at. I've turned them all into – money anyway that's my <laughs> own issue great. um well thank you guys for listening be sure to leave us a rating and review on wherever you listen to your podcasts and subscribe to keep up with our weekly episodes and then follow us on tiktok at check your aesthetic and over on instagram at check your aesthetic podcast and our personal accounts katie creative co and alexis adams aldrich and we'll talk to you next week bye guys bye